0: Hello again, guys. Welcome back to Trickway with Grey Gamer myself. Hello. Hello, Grey. Hi. Hello, viewers. Uh we are very excited to talk about this episode review because lots of cool stuff happened. It's uh, season three, episode six of a card called Bounty, purely because a... there's a certain ship with that name coming up at some point in the, sh- in the show, I would imagine. Oh, so... you gave it away. I did <laughs> it's okay. not can't give nothing away. <laughs> yeah. if, you've, if you've listened to this without watching the episode, stop the bloody yeah. video and go back and watch well, it, would you? <laughs> most people have already seen it, right? They're just
1: listening to our blow-by-blow description
0: but yeah yeah um yeah uh spoiler alert uh gray and i had to have the exact same score for this which we'll reveal at the end which says it all how how much our uh Trek minds are in sync most of the time um right let's kick off mr gray because i'm excited about this one my man and then we've got a little we're going to try and do the preview of the the trailer of each future episode for next week's episode coming up uh, after uh, uh, it's grey's Gray's corner or grey's section if you can think of a better name for that uh, let us know in the comments below uh, but briefly and quickly by all means uh, we've started putting the YouTube videos into um, podcast uh, platform on YouTube so that you literally don't need to look at this and it's on the usual podcast platforms as well um, so please by all means go there if you don't to see us and or man there, Grey, or he maybe there, depending what way you're looking. Yeah. Somewhere, he's somewhere. Um, <laughs> uh, he's got gray's Green Room as well, which I, I co-host with him, and that's a good laugh because that's just entertainment in general. Um and there is geek stuff in there. There's there's superhero, Marvel, DC, action stuff, all the good streaming stuff that's out there. We cover a lot of it. Uh, and he is at Gray's Green Room on Twitter and podcasting platforms and the YouTube. So thank you. Please. Right. Okay. Um, this opening scene of this episode, I liked, and I think an episode great has to start, not a syllable of a bang, but not dull and boring, you know? Um, and this one did after its little Star Trek episodes. Um, we have several, uh, Federation starships coming at a warp, uh, and they're coming at a warp, stopping on a dime. The American saying goes stop not on a dime, um, and the strike is there as well. And they're all coming off of this uh transponder thing or not transponder call it a, a buoy or a decoy, Gray. up safe to a decoy, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's here, the usual come, beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. exactly, yeah, like even though there's no sound in space, but it's beep, beep, beep anyway. Um, and I knew straight away what this was, great, because. You've got Picard on board, you've got Riker on board, you've got uh, Dipshit on board, a.k.a. Shaw, uh, and seven genius, brilliant minds who know how to play hide-and-seek, and and they're doing it really, really well with this thing here. Uh, But I'm going to trouble your uh, Trek engineering brain here for a minute, Gray. Mm -hmm. How the hell, in all these years and decades of Star Trek, are starships able to commit a warp and stop like that? There's a thing called momentum. I, I'm I'm really. Have you ever wondered that? I have just wondered that today. No way. I I think it the, it's.
1: It, there's something different when you come out of warp as opposed reverse to, warp. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, the difference is warp is warp and impulse is impulse. So warp is something that starts and stops more or less on a dime, like we were saying. And that's all it's designed to do. So, you know, because it's going awfully fast, so it's got to stop awfully fast. Uh, and then from there, it's you, you, your impulse engines, et cetera, take off. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it, it's also for dramatic effect. I mean, of course. You know, you know, too, you're not going to want to see a ship pop in over there. You want it right and, in front of your face.
0: And Terry's <laughs> doing the Starship stuff really, really well. We'll get into that, the Star Trek yeah. porn, porn that's coming up, and it literally is Star Trek porn, or uh, Starship porn, sorry. He phrased away yeah. words about better. Um, He has the sound effects and the little nuances of the ship and the sound effects down to a T. Great music again. Yeah, exactly. Great music. And the score in general, when I say the score, for those that don't know, that's just all audio throughout the whole um, episode or movie. Like the little musical hints and tunes, the little sound effects that make up the whole score of the the episode are brilliant as usual. We'll we'll get to that, of course. Um, So they're all looking for Card and crew. Uh, They can't find them. We're playing a game of hide-and-seek. Varick's not too best-pleased. It turns out the Titan is actually hanging, stroke-hiding out around a star. Now, they don't explain this, but common sense and a little bit of science and physics knowledge, stars give up a hell of a lot of magnetic energy and field, right? And that's going to throw off sensors, isn't it, Gray? That's going to hide them at least some of the sensors visually know but of the sensors it's going to hide them isn't it you would think yeah i would think certain amount i mean it, it, i think it's some nice. laws of physics
1: some waves are not going to penetrate planet bodies as well as stars and so that's why you're always able to hide behind a planet or hide behind an asteroid except we'll get to <laughs> or a moon right so you can't really see beyond that 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 easily yeah. Uh, of course, you can, you can send off some drones or something, but that's only if you really need to know something.
0: But true, high tech sensors, yeah. like you can't physically get through something that bloody big, and they don't bend round last I checked. So right.
1: that's why they get away with it
0: so much. And I think I've answered my own little small gripe and comment that I'll get into later on that Gray may know about moons and hiding behind them. So, anyway, right. So they're chilling out. They're coming up with a kind of more of a plan. Um, there's a, a little heart to heart with. Uh, Picard and Jack um, just chewing the fat basically and and catching up Um, but that's not the interesting part, finally we get more of the crew back together, plus Rafi, I guess I'd really like to include her in this one, Gray (laughs) Yeah, yeah. she has to be there unfortunately, but okay Uh, (laughs) Riker and Rafi being back on board we're not back and board for the first time and get a little reunion uh, and who was it was it? Is it Beverly that goes up to Wharf and gives him a hug and then Riker's like you know he doesn't like hugs and she's basically like meh I don't care <laughs> and he's just right. like he's like yeah well okay <laughs> I guess it's alright <laughs> and then there was a little comment about they hadn't seen each other for 11 years or something or so many months and days right down to like almost day desk yeah. in a minute there was a comment about Picard's wine that he gave uh, to Worf that I found dead Worf, yeah. really, really funny. What was that, Gray? The, the little dead pack? He said, said it was,
1: it says, thanks for the sour mead. <laughs> and he was talking about how that, the taste is like, yeah, not that great. <laughs> and of course this is good stuff back on Earth, and he's like a sour mead. I thought that was pretty funny. And if you know anything about mead, mead essentially, back in the Viking days especially was nothing more than honey wine and um, maybe a couple other things, but it was basically a, a, a very ancient form of wine that doesn't taste like the wine
0: today. It tastes horrible, but, but maybe maybe strong as hell because they didn't know how to like, refine it and whatnot, so they were all yeah. pretty much leathered back in the olden days, I would imagine, Griff. <laughs> hey, to them, it was great, right? As long yeah, as they could just drink what, and get... Uh... It's what you know, isn't it? Um, yep. yeah, I mean, I blood wine for... <laughs> If that's sour mead, then go well, blood wine must be and very. I want someone to make that. You know the Homer Duff beer that yeah. they done for a little while. I want someone to do the blood wine, like just as a. It'll just be regular red wine, but with like, I'll drink it. I don't even like red wine. Um, just make it a little thicker. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and order it by the barrel as well. Uh, We're gonna
1: do that. They might as well go. Go. Uh, somebody should produce Klingon gach. Gak was those worms, oh, the live you're taking worms in the, the pool.
0: They're the all piss. crawling around in the bowl. I can do that. I'll just go hmm. out and look where the birds are and just like move aside, dig up a bunch of worms, stick it in a plate, and there you go, my man. Just stick a bunch of gummy worms in there and have something in the well, bottom that, moving yeah. around. <laughs> it's like, there you go. Mm, man. I just want to watch the world burn. Um, <laughs> right, so the Warth and Rafi are coming aboard because they've got a lot of uh, intelligence that they need to give to the gang and come up with some kind of plan um and as we alluded to maybe last episode they are going to try and break into the daystrom uh and i've spelt that incorrectly that's shocking the the daystrom station um and we also mentioned last week's episode as well gray that the daystrom station has changed quite a bit over the years like it's one point it was on Earth. One point it was in space. A couple of times it's looked completely different. Does not look like a station? It looks like a massive sensor array. I, if I you think it's just a-
1: probably a natural progression over the hundreds of years. They just keep getting a bigger complex, you know, or something. Yeah. At
0: least it looks it looks the part, I guess. Now, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It looks well impressive now, to be honest. with You um, didn't see any phasers or phaser turrets or torpedoes or anything on that thing. I would like to have seen some defenses on. It, actually, that would have been cool or offenses, should I say? Um, yeah so they're literally <laughs> uh, just yeah, right they actually they don't even they don't even need defenses they just
1: use some of the high tech uh, stuff they've been stealing acquiring they'll just
0: use those, just use those <laughs> weapons who knows what they are there's a, we'll get to nobody that. wants to go near there we get to that and there's all <laughs> kinds of crazy shit on there man <laughs> um, so yeah uh, literally Picard says that they're going to literally burgle the place uh we're we, you know it's going to be a burglarly, and, and to which <laughs> Riker we's one-liners in this season is just brilliant Stead pan excellent use of the word burglar admiral and i was like yeah yeah that's that's a uh, spot on um and then straight away immediately followed by an agreed nod from shaw just like yeah yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm liking Shaw more after this man, little bit by little He is a dick, yeah. but he's 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 a funny dick and, and you just admire the acting that goes into it, you know?
1: He wasn't in this episode that much, but but yeah. the parts that he was
0: in was good. Yeah. 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 I would say so. Um but like I said, like him a little bit more than we did, and by the end of it we'll probably love him and want him back again in some form of maybe yeah. not his own show, but anyway. Um so the Titan at this stage heads, makes a beeline from Daystrom they know they won't get too long to basically do what they need to do um, and they've only got they've got a key, Warp has acquired a key to you know, basically bypass uh, at least initial security for the first like hour or so and then they're uh, up a certain creek without a paddle uh, and what do they do a little comment from before Grey where do they go hiding so that no one sees them, the Titan Behind a moon, of course. Yeah, well, temporarily, you can hang out there. How many times have we seen that, man? It doesn't last too long. They, they do find them at some point, which some common sense comes out. It's like, hmm, well, where they are they? There's, a, there's or... a big moon just there. Like maybe we should go over there and have to take a look, you know? It's, it's
1: really perspective. I mean, if they're flying high, oh, there it is. Or if they're flying a little low, oh, there it is.
0: Yeah. Perspective.
1: Exactly. Eventually. Exactly. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um... I can just see them talking to each other going, hey, it's, I, check and see if they're doing the behind-the-planet maneuver.
0: <laughs> go, go, go check it out. See, the planet one's a bit more difficult to pull off. It's a lot more... Well, actually, it's easier. It's a lot bigger than a moon, so you could be hiding it more places and angles, but whatnot. Um, the old trick of hiding behind a planetary body all yes. like that, is working for at least a little while. Um and I do mention here why is there always a bloody moon available to hide behind? But hey, plot mechanics who might argue with that? Um, yeah. And then a funny little moment between Worf, uh, Raffi, and Seven, where Worf and Rafi are trying to sorry, uh, Raffi and Seven are trying to talk to each no, no. other briefly. You know that awkwardness between couples that just broken up um and and by the way to drop back on this a little bit if you didn't see
1: picard season one and two and you might as well not bother uh (laughs) there was there was a whole thing about that apparently rafi is seven's girlfriend or was seven's girlfriend for a little while in this just which was really stupid too but okay so they're playing up on this you know and so they're meeting uncomfortably after they broke up and everything and and then Worf, yeah, Worf was funny. He was he was trying to sit there and go like, well, you know, uh, on my planet we have these you know difficulties, and then they and then they just tell politely, basically told him that to shut up because it wasn't working. And then he goes, "Good, because on my planet it doesn't go real well. Somebody ends up dead."
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. that, was, that was great. It was like okay, Worf was one line, like Riker does them, and 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 Worf does them. Worf, they both do them well, yeah. but Worf does them a little bit better because his sense of humor is so. Day pan, yeah, there's it's a passive as well. Dry. So, very dry, mate, like Sahara dry. Jesus, um, they're all going to beam over. Uh, we're well, not all of them. Sorry, we've we've got uh, we've got Riker, Riker Worf, Worf Raffi, not Picard. Have we got? It, um, I think that was it. No, Seven stays back. Yeah, right. So there's like what three of them, four of them. Um, and Check. Jack did Jack Jack no, uh, no no I'm he stays he stays he stays there's like three of them i think that go over me um, excuse us we're just brain dead uh, we are brain dead um <laughs> yeah I, I, and then just we saw this in the teaser trailer for the season uh way back when they're about to beam over uh and they make a comment about hey Worf, don't worry if anything goes wrong Worf will be your guy it's a clown guy he'll save you and he's like don't you know he's practicing pacifism now and that's when they're beaming out and Riker goes we're all going to die <laughs> yeah exactly that's a brilliant line man i love that those two are the best things to happen to the season man i'm telling you those two crack yeah. me up um there is a little comment i haven't noted this down anywhere great but at one point when they're on the station they do this is nothing to do with the notes uh, Riker's still taking the piss out of um, uh, Worf a little bit, Warf, and I can't yeah. remember exactly what he says. But he says he mentioned something, and he's waiting for the comeback. And it's the whole thing where Worf's talking about, "Oh, you like to use, you like to use uh, humor to humor, deflect your when it's some when somebody's like this. down or
1: somebody's afraid of something you like to throw the humor at him." Yeah, that was the part where, where we haven't gotten to yet. But that was the part where he was. We not know to so. Yeah, we're at the Deception Lab, and he
0: yeah. sees a, a triple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, yeah, yeah. That's true. That the head, came right after that, it came straight to my head there. So that was part one yeah. of the things they find. But yeah, it was it was a amu- That was amusing, just because Riker's like, oh, well, you normally give it back, and he and he they used to give it back, but now he's just he's not. So anyway, I think he'll chill out a little bit more by the end of the season, Gray. That's what I predict <laughs> will happen. Um, yeah. So uh, the beam over. Uh surprisingly, really quickly, actually, like a lot quicker than I thought they would. The Changeling Feds, as I've called now dubbed them now, Grey, that's now their name. The Changeling Feds. Yeah. Uh catch up. Um Fedlings. I like it. I <laughs> like it, Grey. Well done, mate. The Fedlings. <laughs> Hopefully you've not been sitting in that for too long, you just come up with off like that. Um the the Fedlings. <laughs> not to be confused with the foundlings from uh, the Mandalorian. Um, the... No, that was foundlings. This is fedlings <laughs> I know, not to not to be confused. Uh, yeah. The the fedlings catch up uh, and they chase off the Titan because surprise, surprise, they found them really quickly because like physics and life is sometimes a thing, uh, and they have to like do one because they, there's three starships there. They don't stand a chance against that. Uh, sure. And they say they'll come back, uh, and then they, they, the gang are off doing their own thing, which is pretty cool. One um, right, we'll talk about some of the devices we see on. This is brilliant. Terry does this yeah. so well. Some of the devices we see on uh, the, the 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 station. Sure. I will let you talk about some of the devices. Gray, and I'll chip in because I'm a nice guy like that.
1: I I love seeing this part because you. You, if you aren't looking, you don't recognize some of these things that are coming by. Old so Easter eggs, the Dacian, right? They're walking through the whole Dacian thing to get to the wherever this AI mainframe. So they can, you know, figure out how to figure out what to do. Yeah. And as they're walking there, and all of a sudden, the first thing they pass by is the Genesis device. Now, you know, the Genesis device, going back to a uh, search for Spock and uh, and and Ratha Khan, Um, But the weird thing about this, it says Genesis device. It says Genesis R2. two.
0: I had to like, pause it. I almost missed it, mate. I had to pause it.
1: Yeah, because I'm going to wait a minute, too. So I'm going now. Is this a new version of the original one? You know, they've been tinkering with or something. So mm. could be. So that's there. So that was kind of like, all right, okay. Um, yeah. and it was funny because you're, you're hearing the little music changes here and there when they when they get to certain things, like the Genesis Spice, you a little bit of stuff in the movie. And then as they start rounding the corner or whatever, immediately all of a sudden I see a, there's a bio read back of something in like a skeleton or a body and there's a bunch of writing and stuff. Yeah, it you clearly see USS Enter- Captain USS Enterprise. and I'm going like whoa, whoa, whoa. And then all of a sudden at the bottom you see clearly James C. Kirk and I'm like, oh. And then they play the appropriate music, the original theme music of uh, the original series goes off and I thought that was great. And you're looking at Kirk and then I'm starting to think. I'm going like, Wait a minute. What so, could that mean, Gray? I'm
0: confused.
1: I'm confused, totally. So it's not a museum. So I'm sitting there going, the only thing I can think of is they have Kirk's remains?
0: That Remember means they the- had to
1: go back to the planet that, uh, I forgot yep. the name, Rydian or something? Viridian's and
0: three or four. Or something. Yeah. yeah, something
1: like that. And retrieve his his body, I guess. So apparently... I guess
0: his body, or an android that looks like him, or something. Do you, so now remember, I'm do you remember on... the book called "The Captain and the Captains"? The one I told you about, where the Romulans yeah. capture him and try to reanimate him. So I'll have I, Bill uh, Shatner back for one more season of something. I don't. Even well, care I'm, how to I'm, do it. I was.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that's going to lead to, or whether it's going to lead to anything. So they just kind of drop that there, so that that the body is there and Kirk is there. You know, or or so, is he? Uh, or is he right? So yeah. I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, so if it's not a museum and they, don't, they may not do anything, you really don't have to. Do but it really would be funny if Shatner appears and they just de-age him, but they got to de-age him a lot and make him lose a lot of weight.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, listen, listen, you're least needing an a RTX 4090 and a suite of them and the latest processing yeah. power, man. That's a lot of de-age. No disrespect to the guy. Like, he is old, but he's doing well for being in his 90s. Oh, so. Of course, of course. And, you know,
1: or there might be an. I mean, I wouldn't put anything past Terry, but I don't. I have a feeling that probably won't happen. But I mean, you could see an Android maybe come. But I, I just think it is what it is, and you just kind of have to wonder about it. Yeah. Um. But the reason why I think we thought that is, in, is going to be coming up later. I, I don't want to say why. but yes. That's why, I, that's think why that. I think they're similar in so, their length, Gray. I would. I kind of wanted to see more stuff like that to see if they could pull any. Now there was one, but it was all fuzzy. There was one where there was a. I don't know if it was an alien or a device. I and couldn't, you couldn't make that. Re- out. It, you couldn't make it out, but the shape looked similar to something I've seen, and I'm like, I couldn't figure
0: out what the heck that was.
1: Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was really weird, to say the least. So was- now we get into the next thing that happens. Go ahead. There.
0: Yeah. It. What was the other thing that you briefly noted in it before that we saw that involved the pest taking, but it was a, it wasn't your usual trouble type. Oh, so, you mean as far as a uh, dwarf? Yeah, 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 because it wasn't. He does see a treble, and as soon as he sees the treble, I'm thinking right, so, we all see though. the treble.
1: Yeah, right, and we know the Tribbles don't like them, and they're they're both scared of the Tribble, But this is a little different. The Tribble all of a sudden opens up, and you see a bunch of teeth and claws on it. We're going like, <laughs> wait a minute! <laughs> <And so laughs> Remember were the stuff. head crabs from uh, Half Life, more like that. Yeah, and this was like okay. Apparently, they're breeding killer Tribbles now because this <laughs> thing was pretty wild. And so he just, you know, he warps jumps back, and that's when uh, Riker, takes Riker a makes a funny, yeah, takes a piss out of him. And Then he just goes like, <laughs> I like to make fun of things when people are down or whatever he said. And Very then that's jumpy. when he, that's that's when he came back and said, well, you used to come back at me on these uh, things. Why aren't you doing that?" Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: so good, man, so and good. And Raffy
1: comes in and says something like, "You know, well, you know, it's different now. Like, you know, be quiet, Raffy."
0: Yeah, you know. shut up, Raffy. Just do your intelligence stuff and stop trying That's to be funny because right. you're not funny.
1: Um, I need her to die in
0: this series. I, oh, I really Jesus do. I need Christ to get stuck great. out of an That, is, that is grim, man. <laughs> <laughs> we to, did, she's get, we, I'm going in a heroic manner. Well, we wanted uh, the to die uh, in the first episode because of how rude it was or the second episode. And now we're like, no, 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 no we're, we're thinking, yeah, how no, do we no. fit him into future Trek? We don't want him to die. But yeah, okay, Raffi, then, Fine. Okay. Um, okay. The... the uh, the humour is used correctly in this season, Great. There's there's like 10%, 15% humour throughout the whole season, roughly, at which is the appropriate level, whereas in previous things we've seen that are out with Star Trek, like the Marvel stuff, it's just been well over 50% humour and you're just like, you're ruining it, it's turning into comedy. Yeah. Just the right mix of humour along with nostalgia, along with good story, along with good acting. That's my thoughts. I think also, too, and, and what's true about just
1: human beings in general, is some human beings react differently to, to a dangerous situation by using humor. Other yeah, ones will break down and cry. Other ones will get really angry. So everybody has a different way how they process it. So it's not impossible to sit there and say that someone's going to look on the humorous side to break it up. Of course. Yeah, you know? and, it's actually, it's, and it's actually healthy for you to do something like that, to be, break the tension so that you can pay attention to what you're doing.
0: We are still going to continue taking the piss out of Warford, for getting scared of a trouble regardless, <laughs> though. So um, well done, Riker. 1-0, well, no, Riker. Uh, we finally see Professor Moriarty, right, finally appears. Because this AI on board the station, I don't want to spoil it until we get to that later part, but it's basically a super AI. Like, it, 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 it does whatever it needs to do to protect itself and its contents, and it's it's got different consciousness these in in its system, and it can pull on different characters. Whether Moriarty was ever there as part of the program, I don't know, Gray. Possibly doubtful. We we don't know. I, yeah. At least I don't recall. But it's got that knowledge that it can impersonate him, and it's probably got a copy of the files and whatnot. So while I don't think it's originally him because he was off somewhere, no one knows. I can't see how they ever no. got him back. This makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it and does.
1: I, I thought it was brilliant how they did it because yeah. as we as we'll see, and as, although we weren't sure at first, uh it isn't the Moriarty that was sent away. It was just the something else simile or something. Memories right. but dangerous enough because he was taking shots
0: at him. Oh uh, yeah. Live rounds. Safeties are not yep. a thing with this guy. He comes in and he, he does the whole, you know, pathetic old warrior speech and uh, delightful, and all the the the, the mannerisms and the scenes he had back in the TNG area, and he played it brilliantly. I can't remember the actor's name, to be fair, but um, mm. regardless, it was brilliant. Um, and of course, the the man he's in he can shoot them, but no one can shoot him because he's a bloody hologram. So not very fair. Uh and yeah. then again we have a bit of the scene switching back and forth a little bit sometimes. So sometimes the notes are a little bit skew with because I don't see mm-hmm. a point in putting one line in something, Grey, and then going and talking about this in it. So we jump then to back to the Titan, which mm-hmm. is getting to kind of the stuff we're liking a little bit. And you only see briefly, but you see these little I've never seen this before. The little docking rings. It literally is a ring with nothing in the center of it with a bunch of ships around it. At this stage, I didn't bother trying to zoom in because I knew we'd probably get to see up close what was there, Gray. But you could just, you could just tell briefly from an outline there's some older, classic ships there ready to yeah. delight eyeballs. You yeah. saw
1: what? Before we did the close-up, I saw
0: the Enterprise. I could see it did. in one of the rings. So I knew, you know, oh, of course he did, there. man. He's Enterprise vision, <laughs> this guy, man. Um, not a bad ship, though. Not was one of my favorites um I, I I just note here wow 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 because i i saw briefly what was coming i saw the tease and how great it was uh your man Jordy LaForge finally appears commodore which is we discussed before is not a rank used much in previous star trek i think it's the step before admiral safe to say um or there was a commodore there was vice admiral and then admiral Right. That's, I think, yeah, I think Tell I, for I forget yeah. how they exactly do it, but yeah,
1: but there's yeah. been other Commodores in the original series, probably the most famous Commodore, was Decker. Commodore. Decker, yeah, right. And man. uh, yep, but then then uh, what was it, the uh, the ultimate machine? No, no, I can't remember the name, of it now Doomsday Machine, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, a, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, big long tube thing,
1: and yeah, Decker takes over the Enterprise, and we're gonna kill
0: it. <laughs> um, yeah, so your man Jordan uh journal of fours appears uh he's not best impressed as we saw from the season trailer we saw at the very very start he's literally telling the titan to power down uh because he knows what they've been accused of doing but obviously he'll take that with a pinch of salt he's got to give the party line just in case right. um but he does beam over he hashes it out with his, his old pals and i think he's a bit... <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, om. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> um, so uh, if if uh, if if you wonder what the uh, laughter was, then you just have to watch the YouTube version instead of the audio one for this one-off to see what it was. Um, anyway, right. So <laughs> that's a way to get more people to subscribe. <laughs> genius, right lad, genius. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, he tells he he beams over and he makes up. I think. I mean, great, in your opinion, right, I've I got an idea of what, what was going on here, but what? why do you think uh, Jordi had such a problem uh, with Picard and, and his old pals? Is it safe to say it's just because of, now he's got kids and whatnot, because asking, he's asking for help and he's not really getting anywhere. But sure, you think it's just more family yeah, I mean, than anything it, else? I mean, we're not really spoiling it, but we're kind of taking it in order
1: but essentially i think that was a big part of it i also think he just probably uh did it at first just by by uh muscle memory because he was going like hey you know all this stuff going on just power down and like let's let's get let's figure out what the hell's going on yeah so he's just kind of like saying it because he didn't know what to say at the at that point muscle um, memory. until he until he beamed over to try to figure out I, it's, you know, it's what's quite going the party on.
0: line to say in case anyone's listening or whatnot so as well. I was almost,
1: I was almost wondering like when he beamed over, he beamed over with his daughter, uh, LaForge's daughter. Is
0: that his real life one or is no the real? Uh, if I remember correctly, the real, real life, life
1: daughter is Sydney, who's, dry, who's She's hot. The like That's, a hot. That's a real hot. daughter. That's real. The other one is plays the daughter of Jordy, but it's not the. Oh, no, they're both daughter. these
0: daughters, but only one of them is his real life daughter.
1: Right. Exactly. So, in any case, so so if Jordy comes over with his daughter, and the first thing I thought about it at that time was I was gonna go like, are they gonna question the daughter to see if she's a changeling? Oh
0: yeah, yeah, never thought of that. And you know, Jordy as let, well.
1: Yeah, they just kind of let that go by, and I was so. I mean, it's a little, it's can't. a little nitpick, it's a little nitpick, but I would have thought you would have done. it. I think they took, they probably just figured like, what? Well, it's a museum. Who cares? You know. In other words, there's no changelings. Aren't gonna give a, a crap about becoming somebody at a museum.
0: Yeah, they they so can. That's they can, probably why they can, they can ask questions, but they can't really detect anyone yet. That's we're not at that right. stage yet. So yeah, you would have to interrogate them to find out if they are actually accurate or not. So yeah, um, apologies, we have jumped out of place once or twice, but sometimes these things just follow on, and you've got to just. Uh, yeah. we, we then jump back to Daystrom again. Uh, Om and not um, as Chris corrected me <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> More he's a stickler for English. Uh Moriarty is uh, still trying to kill the away team. But he keeps you keep hearing like uh musical notes. Musical notes, yeah, from it sounds like a piano. Um and and, and the guys are asking, What is that? And I I don't, I don't know if this was initially a one liner from Riker and he's like, I think that's an F flat or something or F major he says. I don't like that in you know, I know like, the reason why he can pick it out, right? No, no, no. Because he's a musician. Because he plays right, the yeah. the trombone. The trombone on on the TNG. On. But I thought initially for a brief moment, I thought, is it still Riker taking the piss? And he's kind of dry, funny sense of humor. And then I went, mm-hmm. no, no. He he uh, knows music, so yeah, he wasn't being a, a, a uh, he wasn't being a RC, He was actually saying it was uh, F flat yeah, major. Did.
1: And I thought again, that's another great writing thing. I yeah. pick up on something that was you. You and I would just forget about, you know, and stuff. And they just they were able to get it in there. The fact that he is a musician, and then they were able to bring in the tune. And then he was trying to figure out the tune. And the cool thing was that then they flashed back to the actual episode yeah. of TNG where that music, where Riker first encountered the music. Uh, so I thought that was brilliant. It was just like you know, oh, I'm mechanized this, one. and then he just floats back to when that episode was, and it was great. I thought that, I mean, it's it's those little things,
0: it, and that just make it all cohesive. It's really cool. Did you just steal my thunder, Gray? Uh, it's okay. I, I'll give you up. My nice guy. The bit about the starships is you're not getting that thunder. I'm definitely stealing that one. Um, <laughs> but you, 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 you have gr- to. Gray is Gray is right. You're um, the little. So, to give you a better idea, because these parts are a little bit more important to, like, Grey and I, and I like spending a, a couple of more moments speaking about them, and that's, um, as Grey says, they're trying to figure out this these uh, notes that are coming out, and Riker's picking them up, and he's like, I recognise that, and then it's the scene of uh, TNG and the holodeck where Riker's standing up against the, the tree, trying to whistle... What's the name of the tune? Do you remember, Grey? actual rule okay. name? no. It's the something like that, yeah. And he can't quite finish the end of it. Kids' music, kids' music, yeah. But still, you've got to start somewhere. Data when he first starts off interacting with humans in one way effectively as a kid, you've got to learn. And Riker was looking from it, and he finishes the end of the tune that Data can't quite get his his voice round. And and I found they're putting scenes of that in along with Riker going, "Wait a minute," and and then. And Moriarty's like confused, like he's was he making he's going, musical notes as well at that point? Yeah, because I think so. He was confused. Well, well the
1: music was coming out of the AI, but he was saying that I can't get the damn song yeah. out of my head. Like he an why and he just it's just not happening. And so Riker picks up on it and then he knows how to end the song. So as soon as him. he right. As soon as he whistles the end, Moriarty goes, Oh, like thank God, and then poof. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of my head and now, it... thank God.
0: Um and as they switch off Moriarty, they finally find the mainframe, the data room, whatever, the central complex and I get it, data room. <laughs>
1: I had to. It was, it was wide oh, open. Oh, no, was too good.
0: It's that funny. I can't actually laugh. It's just. I've got nothing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's quite. Why amazing. do we say that? Of course, he will tell you right now. That's that's worth a subscription alone. Surely, to God, guys. That <laughs> bit, if anything, um, <laughs> we. I need to like turn that into a gif or something. Great, keep just doing that. Uh yeah. So, um, in the, the data room. Um, spoiling it now, Gray. Uh, we do see that little scene from before back uh, beforehand in the seasonal trailer with the kind of white room, and you're thinking we thought that's maybe where we see more more arte. We didn't. It was the scene before. But here we see an old android looking data there. Or um, is it lore? Is it B four? There's it's a bit confusing. What wanted to well, that? They had the
1: group- uh, to the left of the. Android, and a bit of everything. The old, the old Data was B4, just his head, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. So you see a head of B4, and then you see what looks like Data, but older. Yeah. And they're what, all trying to go, like, what the hell
0: thing? Though? That's what I wanted to ask you. Do you remember the line they used of yeah. why it was uh, uh, basically all these all these different consciousness of these different characters that we just mentioned there are all in there in a mishmash. They've been helping run the AI of the station. So it's a bit of everything that's in there, but do you remember the aging thing? What was the explanation? I I don't recall that one. Uh, but... What ha-
1: What happened was they they a uh, somehow they tripped a holographic projection of um uh soon. Doctor Soon comes on and he starts explaining that you know he he didn't want it to end this way. He he was getting older now, and he wanted it to kind of maybe have another crack at it, and you know at at a at a data which there only was he only succeeded once so he was working on a data and he came up with a data model but this time he decided that you know growing old is part of what happened so he decided that he would put the aging into data so that he could be like truly human like everyone else which is what data always wanted to be anyway just to be human but not leave him alone uh, dead less.
0: in peace, though. This is the thing, though. Like he—he's well, yeah, him after he went gone. Like why, or was this set beforehand? Like that, that's what I'm trying. Well, to Well, here, the, I,
1: this is this was after. This was well, okay. We
0: don't have a timeline. On, along the, from what
1: I understand with the timeline, this was this was after because he mentioned something about the uh, the, the the rope, the android body oh. that he made for uh, Picard. So he did mention about that, and so apparently this came, I guess, later. Or whatever, I don't know. But in any case, so so it kind of partially explains now why Data looks older, because we were all going like, well, I me mean, he could only make Brent Spiner look so young. Um, now we're going to go back to the for a second to the season one and two of Picard, which again you should You said we watching. shouldn't. I agree. You hate that, right? But because they felt that they had to. I don't know, make a continuity or explain something. And I get it. That's fine. So for those that didn't see those seasons, and don't go, don't bother, they had to explain how did data look older. And so this is the explanation behind it. Now, what we saw, though, is not exactly, at least from what we think we saw in this episode, was the fact that it's not really data per se. It's It was another attempt at data, but it had basically... Uh, all of, or quite a bit of, Data's memories, but it how, also had parts. How they were
0: newt in season one? They were neut.
1: Apparently, yeah, but you remember, up. we're talking about we're talking about section thirty one here. So something true, somewhere. Thirty one probably stole this stuff and made copies or whatever. I mean, they actually integrated Data into the whole system so that he became the AI, which makes a lot of sense. I like how they wrote all that. Yeah. So essentially now you have a data slash lore slash b4 slash hybrid slash god knows what um so almost like a tr- <laughs> as funny as it sounds it's true but it's like data with split personalities
0: <laughs> if, yeah if there's he's, such he, a thing he's switching between them when he's talking to the right, guys he right, starts they're... off his data then he goes to each uh lore and b4 and What's right, right. Because they
1: did. They, we were going ahead a little bit, but they got him back to the ship. And then, of course, they're trying to get him going again. And he's like constantly going, like, you know, data, before he's like, you know, Fritz and Al. No, no, no.
0: On the station, he was switching between them briefly at the start as well, Mark. Yeah, briefly. Yeah. So I really like that whole sequence. Now,
1: let's go back a little bit because we did see Picard season one and two, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. And, and, so, to us, and it seems like Brent Spiner is way overused, and I believe he was. Yes. The thing is, you can't really leave him out of a TNG episode where you're bringing back everybody. So, they, so he had to come up with some kind of reason that made some kind of sense to bring him back yes. again. And they didn't hide from the fact that, because Picard said it once or twice, he said that, I, I watched Ada die twice. This is too much for me. And so, they didn't try to get a... Try to you know short shrift it and and not pretend it never happened. It did, and Picard said that. But looking back, it's a, it's a shame that 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 season one and two developed the way they did because yes, Brent Spiner was way overused. I was getting sick of seeing him as good as he is, and Data dying twice was stupid too because he died once. That's enough, you know. Yeah. Or whatever. So fine, I accept the sec- the the second time the way they handled it. Whatever, fine. Yeah. But you didn't need to do it, and now you're explaining how he's going to come back again. But I thought the writing was, for what, it, for what they needed to do, I thought the writing was brilliant and it was a good explanation of how they are bringing a Data-ish back.
0: Yeah, I liked so. it. I didn't have a problem with it. I just wish they'd spent a bit of budget de-aging him because he is a bloody android. There's no need for it to be the way it is. I know it's I know. an expensive process, but you want to bring him back, Terry properly he shouldn't look like a burst football uh my football <laughs> soccer ball he his face like i mean he, i know he's older i'm not taking a piss at anyone that's older i'm not you are who you are but he's supposed to be an android and ever since i saw him picard he looked like he'd swallowed a fucking helium balloon man he just big <laughs> and it didn't yeah, look yeah. right at all man just de-aged the guy but anyway apart from that no problem great you're right he has to be yep. part of the show yep. that's 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 the way it is so yeah um now, you're not getting this bit great. You'll get a comment on it, of course, you're not getting this bit. You get a comment <laughs> there. This is the best bit of the episode. Only because of
1: the first one we see. That's why you're getting it.
0: <laughs> uh, no, no, actually, no. I, 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 yeah, I, you know, the, I, the I, first ship pops up, I, we know what that ship is. Yes, we, we like it. <laughs> Take a deep breath. We're getting excited now. Go ahead, go ahead. No, we. I like. Three quarters of these ships, if not all of them, to be fair. This is the bit where so they're on um they're on the the the, the, the bridge they're of in the titan. Space museum. No, not initially, they're outside there, but they're on the we're yeah. on the scene is Bridge of the Titan, Seven and Jack are sitting there. Jack goes to sit down in the captain's chair, she's like off. <laughs> right, yeah, no chance, and he's no, like, I'm no. just testing it out, man. Come on, chill. Ah, uh, and then she just lets it slide. Because swimming is cool, despite being, you know, usually, mostly applying to the rules. Uh, but So he gets could to have, chill out. In the could chair. have grabbed him and punched him and said, get off. But, you know, she didn't do that. No, she didn't. He's <laughs> nice like that. Um, and they're kind of just chewing the fat a little bit. And then she, this is cool. She's got a little side panel beside her that's got, a bunch of ships along it like how convenient you've got an l card just for the menu it's like a menu but for starships a starship menu. Oh, wait, no wait 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 let's go back let's go back a
1: little bit the reason why i said museum is because remember they said that they were looking for a, an empty ring that they could put like it's they could shut the in.
0: into. yeah that's true
1: So once they did that they actually became part of the museum so the ring that they were in was she was accessing the museum, are they then the ring at the time though? Great, or is it after this scene that they're in the ring? No, they're, they're already in the ring, right? They're already right. in the ring when the scene came up, and then she's got the access to the, the you know, Everything the, the whole there. museum, yeah. And so she's yeah. just popping, but it was pretty cool because it had like the outline of all the ships we're familiar with,
0: yeah, she's yeah, little, uh, yeah, yeah. She, she's, she's pushing on the buttons, it's, it's like a cool. menu for like it's a starship menu. Um, I, I want the, one of those. The thing about this scene is the titan is in one of these rings that gray mentions but it looks more advanced than every other bloody ship there so even visually you could you could suss that one out i'm not complaining about that scene i'm just like come on okay. it's the most clearly it looks like the most advanced ship of the whole museum fleet right there, but, but,
1: the, but i think they were using the, the 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 old hiding in plain sight thing that they yeah were
0: yeah true true well look how and that museum got is not them.
1: important they're
0: not really looking for that it's, yeah Okay, right. Well we've been teasing it a bit too long, you know, but it's, it's coming because you've watched the episode, hopefully. But we do get to look at a bunch of the older ships there that basically they get them back to it looks on the outside some form of functionality because the lights are all blinker away, so there's power hmm. there. I'd imagine like the phasers and the weapons and the the engines are taken out, but you could probably beam on the ship. The life support is there, safe to say, there is power. Sure. And the first ship we see Along with the music is the USS Defiant, probably known as the South Powell, renamed with Special Dispensation from Admiral Ross, remember that well, uh, with mm-hmm. the DS9 music in the background, and she looks good. She looks real good. Uh, yep. And then we move on to the USS Jersey. Now, Grey and I, well, actually, I'll give Grey the credit here. We've done a little bit of digging, because I'm like, the USS, what?! And probably Grey was initially as well until we researched like, What the hell is this doing here? Uh, we found out essentially it is a Constitution-class ship. We don't see the original original Enterprise because, well, Kirk blew the bloody thing up. So you can't put it in a museum. So we thought, let's put a Connie in there and let's make it the Jersey because Terry Metallus is from New Jersey and we're complaining, not complaining, we're great. complaining tongue-in-cheek that Terry is getting too much named after him. It's a solar <laughs> system, and now with several planets, and uh, now uh, his own ship. We weren't complaining, no oh, great because it was a colony, So Yeah,
1: and was at the USS New Jersey where he was born, and the 1975, NCC 1975, was the year he was born. So that's how they got right. the NCC. Because there is no... Seven, you know, 1975. Now, I, I went and looked anyway, just out of curiosity. <laughs> to see what, where this was coming from. And, and there really isn't. There was, a, there was an, an NCC-1755, uh, which was a Kirov-class Federation battlecruiser in the mid-23rd century. So that's in canon. There okay. was a USS uh, New Jersey. Um, off canon, there was a USS New Jersey that was an Excelsior class cruiser. That is not considered canon but it's in the extended, whatever you want to call it, of a Star Trek. And then in turn, if you really want to go back further, it was named after the USS New Jersey, which was a battleship in World War II, a U.S. Navy battleship, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I happened to find out too was the most decorated battleship in U.S. naval history and lasted from 1938
0: until 1991. The Nazis never got it. Wow, nice one, nice one.
1: So it was in service for off and on for over 50 years. Um, so the new, so there's there's usually with a lot of names that they name Federation starships. They always try to look towards the back at the U.S. Navy and and sometimes even other countries to see if there's something famous. That would be nice if there was more British ships in there, man. Come on, it's always bloody. I think, I think there ships. is. They're not called HMS, but they're but I think they do take some of the names. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah Of course. Um, but that was pretty pretty cool. So I was like, all right, we had to have a cons- a old original yeah. TOS type constellation
0: ship. And that was so that that was in New Jersey. We then see Gray's favorite ship and my second favorite ship, <laughs> which is the Enterprise A. Uh, which, as we discussed before, we've got a special about our favorite top five uh, starships. By the way, guys, in the playlist, this special playlist, so you can go back, check that out, and explain why. But essentially, <laughs> it looks like the refit of the original Enterprise. It's just a funny how it all worked out then for like budgeting reasons and how far CGI and the special effects moved on. And that's probably why I, I, I like it and Gray likes it. I mean, I know he loves the original Connie. It's a special place in your, your heart, Gray, but I love this one and you do too. Uh, and then Jack yeah. says, oh yeah, I know this one. It's my favorite. And probably Gray's just like, yes, good choice, Jack. Well, well done. I'm just
1: dying sir. when I'm watching this. He goes, he goes, Kirk's Enterprise. Uh, and he's
0: like all googly eyed, and I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. It's nice to see as well. Yeah. But then, Seven is figuratively saying and hinting, Yeah, yeah, it's cool, but hold my beer. Wait a second. Then she outline pulls up the USS Voyager. No bloody A, B, C, D, or E. And by X. the
1: way, even though we've said this before, when There's the fan came out, of course, DS9 music, when the Enterprise 1701 and K came up, the original series yeah, uh, theme yeah, yeah. Comes up, and when they got to the voyager you heard the voyager, voyager theme music pop up Pro- as well properly All wee, very
0: important it was a tiny little bit of the music but it's not reworked like it was in say prodigy oh, the actual... um, that was a, 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 a yep. bugbear of great eyes and prodigy you would hear hints of voyager stuff but it was like a very skew with altered right, version nice, which we don't right. like this um, is straightforward and uh jack's response is, oh she's a beauty you can always see like Seven going, well, duh, of course. Uh, and then she just gives a little spiel about, you know, that's the USS Voyager. Show. She's basically saying, we've all respected other ships who are legendary. She went, this one li- literally and figuratively went further than any of those other uh, uh, legendary relics. ships out there. Oh, she, did,
1: did, she, she definitely did. She said the word, yeah, You word, used the word relics and any of those other relics went.
0: Uh, well, they are relics, but they're legendary relics. Well, she said that, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah,
1: true, she's true, not true. The, favorite hot, you know, the favorite spot for
0: which, Voyager, obviously. Yeah, I mean, she, she is right. It literally is. I mean, there's no Enterprise D here, which is really disappointing, because I know half of yeah. it went completely. So far. It's, I mean, so far. Well, so far, I don't think they are all Because we saw we saw um, we saw saw two, one old Enterprise, and we'll get to see the F, mate. That's the two Enterprises, I think, that we're talking about. Right. You not be hope, surprised. Don't be surprised. Might, true you know. um but you don't see the d and you could have argued that the d has been further because the d has been to the other side of the known universe so that mm-hmm. could have won but anyway yeah so you see seven she's a bit emotional about this clearly she went this is literally where i became the person i was uh my, my crew or my family was, re- was
1: reborn reborn
0: and it's- she's a bit emotional but and a nice kind of thinking back to what was before with a smile on her face um I think if you watch because I rewound that scene about five times.
1: Oh hell yes, mate. <laughs> I had to. Yeah. But if you really watch uh Jerry Ryan, I think she really got into that. She nailed it, man. She, I think she really cared a lot about it because you really saw like the emotion on her that, face. Wasn't that wasn't acting nobody.
0: That was literally her being fond of right. what happened in the past.
1: Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So she really was letting loose on that one because it meant a lot to her, yeah. you know, as well. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. The- that whole scene, though, like I said, I'm not afraid to say it. I was getting teary-eyed and everything. I mean, it was just too much. It was just like it was great, not too much in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I mean. just loved it. And I just go back, rewind, yeah. yeah, yeah. Times. Go back, rewind, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh wait, wait, one more time. <laughs>
0: no, no, wait, one more time. <laughs> the the last shot we see um, is the HMS Bounty. Now it took me a hot moment to get it. I did get it just before it was announced, but I was a bird of prey. What the smeg? And then. Ah, yes, that is the HMS Bounty uh, yep. sh- from Star Trek For The Voyage Home. And apparently, the little comment I loved here, Gray, was they couldn't find it for ages because when it went down under the water, because when it was on top of the water going down, it, you could see it was fine, but apparently when it went under the water, it cloaked. <laughs> yeah,
1: so exactly. To try and find a cloaked
0: starship it. with next to no power at the bottom of uh, an ocean is even difficult in Star Trek times sure you know what i mean hey uh, planet's
1: a planet your ship is a speck, so it's pretty
0: you know <laughs> so i like yeah. that little touch they managed to find it uh, and then put it back in its place and i'm surprised the klingons are okay with that just saying great well i mean there they are a piece i mean yeah yeah but at the time they weren't yeah. not till a while after that true i mean so maybe they did maybe they bought it back
1: well they it was always in possession of starfleet anyway so
0: yeah, but I, they're not going to go to war over it. That's no, I know, sure. I know. I know. I um, know. But you know what it's like with the militaries these days. As yeah. like soon as a ship goes down, they blow up or you know something, so no one gets a hold of the yeah. tech. Um, but yeah, so uh, your thoughts on this scene in general, I guess, Gray? I know you've chipped in uh, a couple of comments, but we both generally loved it. And I, I know you, I you really loved seeing this, didn't you? Yep. Definitely geeked out on the whole thing. It
1: was just, it was superb. And as soon as I saw the Bird of Prey, I knew exactly right away. That was Star Trek Four, and then they start talking. Oh, and, you go, and Jack goes, "Oh yeah, it was that whale thing." The
0: whale thing, that's it. Yeah, that comment that was, was brilliant. Because <laughs> I see, yeah, that's it. That was it. <laughs> just, that was that was the whale thing. I just randomly, the comment came in my head of Scotty picking up the mouse for the computer and going, "Hello, computer." Computer, <laughs> computer. Oh, computer. <laughs> Nothing's just happening. Just use the keyboard. How quaint. Um... Anyway, so uh, he got into.
1: Uh, he was talking to the <laughs> other scientists there, and Scotty goes, "Transparent aluminum." And the guy's
0: going, "What? Transparent aluminum? What are you talking about?" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and he gave him the, yeah. he, he him the. He gives him the. He yeah. the the molecular the formula, formula or whatever for it whatever like, it was. "Yeah." <laughs> like, "How do you know? Like, you were not breaking anything in history. Like, how do you know that he didn't print the stuff?" And they're like, eh. <laughs> Um, but anyway, right, so we geeked it enough on that. It I deserved a bit extra time and attention, that scene. So, Terry, well okay. done, my man. We'll give you the starship name as well. You've done a good job. Um, there's then um, the usual little heart-to-heart between uh, Jordan and Sydney, uh, because they don't go on as well, because, in theory, we don't know at this stage, but at this point, she didn't follow her father's... Ways into engineering, she was the pilot, the speed star, and they're just having a little bit of a heart to heart. Um and then we come to the conclusion or we find out that Jordi literally won't uh help uh the Titan because of like we have we jumped ahead before, his family's got to look after his daughters, he'll get court-martialed, blah 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 blah. Um which you know, I don't disrespect him for that. I get what he's doing. You would do the same in his shoes, but kind of disappointing at the same time. Um, And then we have, I like this little bit here. Uh, We have Jack and the two LaForge sisters um, coming up with a brilliant plan. And this whole time, Jack is flirting with Sydney. This is the speedster pilot um i like this little bit to and forth uh I, I can't remember the other sister's name but she literally is, she sees what's going on obviously and she's saying to jack hey time to reset your phasers pal you know calm down this is my my sister here that's you're right. talking about um, that, that that's translation <laughs> put it back in your pants that
1: kind of thing <laughs> exactly
0: exactly set it to stun only mate it's on kill calm down um and the plan to come up by, with, oh, by the by the way i don't know if you remember but
1: prior to that scene when when they're on the the bridge and and uh, seven was going through the ships and they popped up with the bird of prey. Jack says with yeah. the kind
0: of a funny looking eyes, he goes like, "Yeah, the cloaking device." That's a good point, mate. It was a, it was a brief, quick one liner in a moment. a blinker, you wouldn't miss it. You're right, right though. Yeah, and that, so he was already thinking ahead, and then he got the sisters involved. That's what know, this or, plan. It's Jack's. It's Jack's plan to be fair. Credit where credits due. He literally. He's like, yeah, cloaking device, and I've got a brilliant plan. And and you know straight away that they're going to try and work this cloaking device into the ship. Because now, a p- important point to remind you all, if you're diehard Trekkies, you'll know this, but we appeal to all, the Treaty of Algeron is null and void because the Romulan Star Empire, as we once knew it, doesn't exist. So it's the Romulan free state now. So they can use cloak if they want. And they should be using cloak a lot more. But I guess, for a story uh, point of view, uh, Gray, it doesn't work the best. It's probably why they never had it in the first place, that and a lack yeah. of special effects. It takes up and... a lot of power, and you, you can't do a cert- lot of things in your are cloaked. And still, no, I'm you know? talking, yeah, you're right. But I'm talking about in terms of storylines, yeah. uh, writing a yeah. plot, you don't want that. That's probably why one of the reasons they didn't have it back away in the, the olden days. So um, yeah, so they're going to work it into ship, which I think is brilliant. And then we have a funny, a uh, funny moment after where uh, Shaw is speaking to Jordy, And he's a little bit tongue-tied at this stage, Gray. He's a little bit in awe because he's meeting one of his heroes, the legendary Commodore uh, LaForge. Um, and you like this little scene as well, Gray, because it, you know there's two engineers getting together. It's Shaw not being a dick for once and actually giving some admiration and respect to a fellow legend. Or not a fellow oh, legend, I- but a legend. I, again, I got to give credit to the actor because he
1: plays Shaw perfectly. Because Shaw was a grease monkey, he said he was. He he helped uh, a adept ship from Chicago up the, so before, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's meeting like his hero, and he's just like, uh, uh, and he's and he's fumbling for words and everything. And then Jordy's saying like, well, he's giving him a a relative compliment because he was saying like, well good job of keeping it together because it's barely you know you're using duct tape or what you know so <laughs> so I gave yeah. him a little comment but it was really it, it was a real true good acting as he really was fumbling around over himself you know meeting him and stuff so it was pretty cool he mentioned this a bit about the
0: hull being paper thin i'm like why is it paper yeah. thin i know you said you've got a big hole in your ship which we know old, old tech you mentioned old tech too, but it's paper thin
1: from all the attacks, I guess is what he's talking about.
0: Uh, maybe I, I don't know, like you yeah. need to start getting um, ablative armor on all your starships by default, man. Um, anyway, um, uh, we move on with uh, the cloak. Still the cloaking device. We're still right. on the cloaking. Hold well, it. Uh, it's Borrowed it's it. kind of it's kind of failing. They are trying to Jack and Sydney get it working, and it initially does cloak. With the old school sound effect and animation and whatnot, which I love. And then it kind of blows up a little bit, <laughs> a bit of smoke and whatnot. It sparks
1: flying. And yeah. they're like, oh
0: no! But it's like. Then they all start
1: going, she said, or he's both, or he's Sydney.
0: I forget. He's like, oh, I... we're going to blow the ship up. Yeah. Kind of, I'm exaggerating. Sydney so, but... doesn't know how to fix it. And, you know, uh, as soon as she says that, though, uh, Jordy walks out and he goes, yeah, but i know how to fix it hold my beer i hold my spanner <laughs> exactly um, work this. and gray and i both love this scene it was one of the most famous yep. engineers of starfleet coming to the rescue and saving the day um getting back to what he's best at um and then we have so i was distracted there for a little bit just because it was such a good bloody scene that i love that yeah. um we have a little uh shoot back on uh the Daystrom station as they're trying to escape, um, and they're ha- they're a bit in a Phaser fight at this stage, so uh, they have to wait until the Titan gets close enough, drops its cloak, beams them up, and then Bob's your uncle. Um, but Bob's, Bob's, Bob's your <laughs> uncle, Fanny's your aunt. Gray <laughs> loves that scene. Uh, it's a British scene. Um, yeah. uh, and and Riker just goes ham. He just goes nuts, and he goes, "I'll buy you the time." Uh, so we can get out. And it just goes mowing down the bad guys, man, because it's all the... the, the, What do we call them? Not changelings. Fedlings. All the fedlings are coming across (laughs) and then just literally now Riker says boom, boom, boom takes out loads of them Um, and just as they all literally beam up, one of them gets... uh, Because they're not trying to kill them, they need to capture them. They get a transport inhibitor, which was actually from Star Trek Insurrection, if you remember. It looked exactly the same mm-hmm. little dart thing. Hits Riker. He's like, Pff. you know, it wasn't a shot, it was the inhibitor. The rest of them beam off, beam away, beam off, beam up, and then uh Riker's stuck there, captured. you like, ah okay, okay. Ray notes here. He's the proper hero. And he is, he's he's the the cowboy. He's like he's like the kirk of the T N G era, isn't he? So
1: Yeah.
0: He's the guy to save the day, really. So he knew he knew they had to get off the ship somebody had to do something so
1: he decided that yeah. he would take the brunt
0: exactly you know, exactly working, knowing knowing that he could be killed or captured but he did anyway and he's got a daughter, he's got a a, a son and a, and a and a and a wife and whatnot so a uh, brave moment from uh uh Will Riker there we have a little nice moment with Jack and uh, Picard little little heart to heart um where you know he's trying to make feel a bit better. And he says, Hey, you might have you might have given me some of the crap bits, but you've also given me some of the good bits here, some of the traits I got from my mother, and these other traits that I didn't really know where they came from. I now know they most likely just came from you. So he's worried about this disease because what we didn't mention is Jack has the same disease that his father's got, it's hereditary, it's passed down. Uh Picard feels awful about it. So does Beverly, but special Picard. And we understand that that you know he's like how many years have you got? How many years have I got? Jack saying to live, Bacard's like, hey, I went decades, you know. Um, so listen, try and lead your best life. And it's a nice little, it's a nice little scene. I um, yeah. it wasn't just a tune of fat for no reason. Great, It was actually meaningful right. to the plot and the father and son bonding that little bit more, I guess. Yeah, um, I think so. It was a good
1: scene. Um, I mean, it it, it was necessary. You know, and Jack coming full round and realizing things.
0: Yeah. Uh, At the very start of the episode, there was a little touching moment on um, Beverly bringing Picard up to speed on the situation with her son, uh, scanning his brain and like so many areas of his brain and the scan are actually red. Everything's super act off. And she knows that there's something not quite right with him. And that's when she discovers the disease they haven't quite got to the root of what these visions are all about yet. I'm sure we will get to that. But um yeah, so um we go back to Sydney helping her old man fix the the the, the cloak and he already asked for a certain tool and she goes, no, 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 don't you mean such and such a tool and gives him that instead. And he's like, huh? You're a pilot. She's like, like, I crashed several ships on purpose because I wanted to spend time with my old man fixing them up. I love that yeah, scene as cute. well, Grace Soda Juice. So she was focusing. She's a good pilot and she's a good engineer. Who not? I mean, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, jobs are good in that respect. We then see uh, re- a reactivated uh, Data Plus, as I'm calling them. Um, yeah, Data Plus data unknown data 3.0 or whatever we're up to these days um and he starts talking like let's say like he did before as himself but he, he jumps between uh, characters uh goes through all three of them um i just note here that i will get to this at the end i just wish they would let him die in peace and we've touched on this briefly as well gray dad as well we've seen him die twice so is Picard. We know why we have to bring him back, but that was my only gripe, that just leave the man alone. But yeah, we'll move on and not complain too much more about it. Um Data starts speaking, uh, but then the lore part of him comes out, uh, yep. followed by uh B4, etc., etc. And he keeps saying initially, when they're trying to find out this weapon that's stolen above the portal weapon... It's, it sounds like a glitch from data where he's just going, Sean Luke Picard, Sean Luke Picard, and he's like, ah, oh, was was it worth? that says, where's the reset button on him? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> turn it off and turn it back on again. That's what I tell all my guys at work, because I work in IT, um, yeah. and I do think it's a malfunction, but it's not because he actually. This was a bit freaky. This was like, droid esque from Star Wars, great. Out of right. Data's eyes, like, hollow vision comes out, like a hologram comes out, and it's a picture of um, Jean-Luc Picard's body. And it literally was... That's what they've stolen. Vadik and our, our minions, our, our cronies, they've literally stolen the remains of Jean-Luc Picard. Now, who signed off on his remains? Like, Jean-Luc Picard's entitled to have his remains where he wants. I'm sure he didn't sign off on that. So... Yeah,
1: apparently Section 31 is doing some... Interesting stuff. stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little shady. Like, so now say- you can now you can see where there's there's some or maybe I don't we don't know yet. They're drawing some kind of correlation between uh, the old man and the son because now they stole apparently Picard's body. Mm-hmm. They keep wanting Jack back no matter what. We need Jack. We need the boy. We need to get him. And it's just and you don't know why, except for little things that we've seen. We still don't really know why. So now they stole the body. I'm going like. Okay. Stole the body. He's the son. They're having, they're having, they need to get him. It's like super important. Where's, where's the connection? So everything's starting to gel or come together, I think.
0: Yeah. I, I, you've, um, you put a comment on my comment here, great. You're probably touching it for a moment that Mm -hmm. it's far fetched, but my theory was that they may they probably found a way to cure or the well be end of this, the disease that picard has got, and transfer his consciousness from his android body into his old body, his actual flesh and blood body again, right? Now, mm. Ray notes here that it's a bit far-fetched. Uh, it was only done once before, uh, back in Star Trek 3, sure the movie Search for Spock. Um, and that's where uh Spock's mind was in McCoy's body, and it was screwing Coy's brain because a human brain wasn't designed to take two stuff like that uh, but they get it out the catra, they get it out uh, using Vulcan sites and Vulcan lore and, and, and mind meld methods and they get it out and put it back into Spock's body so my point to your thinking, Gray, is it is possible, certainly from human to Vulcan I don't see why it can't be done from human to human, especially if they cure the Picard disease, because then what they'll do, Gray, is they'll cure it for Jack as well. If they can cure it with Picard and get his consciousness back in, they'll end up able to cure Jack and the, the same illness he's got and then Bob's your uncle, no? Thoughts? Well,
1: even uh, uh,
0: Jack had said
1: when he, when he was talking about the problem with uh, in their brains, this issue of the disease, he was asking Picard where they had a spare positronic body laying around <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that they could put him in. So yeah, uh, I'm not saying that they're not lead. They're not coming up to this. What you're saying, you could be right. I just hope they handle it properly because yes. I don't know. Because in Search for Spock, remember it was Vulcans. Vulcans doing this. The Vulcans knew what to do. They knew how to get Spock's katra out. They knew how to get it back into the body. Yeah, but a get spare. Vulcan
0: involved at the end. That's what I'm saying. Get the pros in. Yeah, but
1: you're. But now you're talking about. You're talking about positronics, a body, human body. Nothing's Vulcan. Remember, Spock was Vulcan, even if it was half Vulcan. It doesn't matter. It's the star consciousness in that robot. Doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, but there was, it was. But this was something that was purely Vulcan. You're right. So I mean, I, I hope you're right. I just, I just say that if they're they going to do that, though, well, properly. Yeah, properly, write it well. Good, but yeah, they've yeah. been
0: writing well all through it. So if anyone can pull it off, it's Terry yeah. and his writers. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It is far fetched, but we'll see what happens there. I mean, why Steelers remains? There's got to be a reason for it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll find out, of course, what it is. Um, But, yeah, getting to kind of the end of the the review. And apologies, it is a bit longer than normal just because you'll see by our uh, score at the end uh, and all the good stuff we saw, it just, you know, actually went a bit longer. Uh, Mm -hmm. At the very, very end here, we've got Riker getting the crap beat out of him uh, by Vadic's cronies, possibly. Um, this alien uh, starfleet officer, uh, obviously a changeling, um, turns round. He's basically, like, oh, where is everyone? Slap, slap, and Riker's just kind of smiling. I won't tell you nothing, being the typical kind of hero dude that he is. And then the the, the officer interrogating him turns round and phasers kills both of the two flanking officers. And then she turns into sorry, he then turns into Vadik and I'm like. Well, I, I didn't see that coming. Is she a bloody no, changeling? Neither. Is she not? I think she's a changeling mate. I'm calling it. I think Vadik's a changeling. I think she is too, but there's something weird about her. So yeah. There is. There is. There really is. Um just because the bit that comes off her hand to talk to Yeah. Um yeah. We He's interrogating him and he's like, oh, I'm not gonna tell you what would you know, give up my pals. It's not happening. She went, Oh I know, I know, I know. You know, but you, you know, you will do it for this reason. And then it kind of turns around. You see looking Riker's face just drop and change. Uh-huh. And I knew it was happening straight away. You turn yeah. around and then he looks distraught. You see Troy behind bars, behind the force field. And I thought it was going to be Troy and the kid, but it was just Troy. And she just is like, oh, well, like what have you done now kind of thing? And he's like, oh, shit. Um, yeah. it's, it's a nice it was- cliffhanger, Grey. Yeah, very good for cliffhanger. And, and it
1: brings up, you know, please write this right because it looks like they're... I made a, I made a little thing at the end because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody in the next-gen crew dies.
0: The bloody There's been law. little
1: rumors that they aren't all coming back from this. It's been said before. So, I wouldn't be surprised at all if someone in the crew, original crew, dies. Why? I just, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past them. I really wouldn't. I get a hint from Terry that he wouldn't do that, but uh, we'll see. It's... You know, they're really good. They're really gonna have to figure out a good way that she escapes death because it doesn't
0: look very good. Well, yeah, exactly. As long as uh, if she escapes, like don't make it just cliche and, and stereotypical and the usual, like, Right. make these things happen in a way that's kind of cool. That would be nice. Um, so yeah, nice follow on to the next week's episode. But before we briefly talk about the the preview of episode seven, um, in Grace section or Grace Corner, uh, we'll give her kind of quick scores. And mine mm-hmm. is nine and a half out of ten, almost perfect. The Starship Porn made it for me. I uh, was very very happy about that. Um, I was just a little bit fed up in the whole data thing. That's what kind of brought it down slightly for me because let the 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 character die in bloody peace. But Terry. He had to work with him. Gray mentioned that he is part of the crew. He has to be involved in a reunion. But he also has to work with the tools that have been given to him by the the mess ups of season one and two. Can't really do a lot right. about that. Um so nine and a half out of ten, it's getting better and better. It's hard to actually follow this one. Grey, your score and final top. Yep, same
1: thing. Nine and a half out of ten. and uh, my reasons are a little different. I I well, I do understand the data thing. I I did like the explanation behind it, mm-hmm. so I do accept all that. But but it brought it down a half a point because Rafi's still. Oh come there. on,
0: she's had most episodes, man. You can't do that. Oh, that she's in so too long. many
1: episodes, man. Just come on. Even in this episode, every time she was saying something, I'm just going like, oh, you're you're. It's just it just doesn't fit. Ah, <laughs> oh, great. It okay. doesn't fit. Let the let the TNG crew talk it out, and you go sit in a corner somewhere. <laughs> Look, as far as new characters go, I like Jack better than her. I like I Shaw like. better than her. I
0: like uh, d- d- Jordy's daughter better. I like everybody better than her. I like the janitor and the Titans uh, uh, Lord decks cleaning up better than her. So. Um Yeah, yeah so that, that basically kind of wrap up our episode there. Uh, thanks for your patience. But quickly before we go, we do like to add the preview of next week's episode uh, into it. Do you recall the name of the episode, Gray? Uh, no <laughs> are you lonesome tonight what do we see in that minute and a half really briefly in the preview I,
1: I was trying to make figure out what's going on but of course they're not going to want you to reveal everything but, but yeah. what we did see is the big bad's head changeling whatever you want to call him uh, she does the hand thing again cuts her hand off and the big head pops up and starts telling her you know found day, founders day foundation whatever day is coming up uh, frontier day whatever it is It's coming up, you know, really quick. You need to get the boy, meaning Jack again. You need to do whatever you can. And he starts doing like a little heebie-jeebie on her and she looks like (laughs) half
0: melting or something. Yeah, he's like controlling her on a molecular kind of level.
1: So he's definitely got some interesting control over some of them. And, you know, he was commenting about how the, the rest of them are having to keep their or she was even commenting how the rest of them have to keep shape in, as, as fiddlings so they don't get uh, found out and all this stuff. So basically, it's just they're all out to find Jack. They got to find Jack and they got to blow up whatever they're going to blow up at Frontier Day. So things are coming to a head. We, I think we, it was, is it 10 episodes a season? Oh yeah, God. yeah, yeah. So we got another yeah, okay. four,
0: I think. Um, but yeah, so we, yeah. we think this big bad is, my theories are this big bad is possibly some kind of changeling, like maybe the equivalent of the head of the changelings, like we, we had, I can't remember, what did we call the changeling in the DS9? The bad Oh, thing? yeah, I forgot. It was forgot the, the female changeling. The female, yeah, yeah. She so was the head of the, yeah. He could be the equivalent of her now, like the head of the rebel unit, or he could be mm-hmm. some kind of like uh, Kalos, Kalos of the Klingons, but of changeling form, like a legendary, one of the first type angelings there that has this control over its fellow people uh but i that was fascinating um and and vadic is uh not best please so uh at one point earlier on the episode gray actually she says remember when she turns herself she she she, she morphs into vadic from this the officer and she turns around yeah. and she goes uh, hi yeah, she's laughing <laughs> hi i'm here i, I want to do love this. I just my, this i just kill my i just
1: I just killed some people that, that, I, that, that were
0: part of my crew, but hey, you know. I, don't I, I love Amanda's Plummer performance. I knew it would be good. She's playing a, a deranged bad guy, and she's playing it so well. The humor's brilliant.
1: I'm uh, trying to
0: think of that. There
1: hasn't, there hasn't been a changeling, at least so far in this uh, Season 3, that has actually uh, in, uh, changed into a Klingon. So if it did change into a Klingon, that would be a Klingling.
0: I had to do it, sorry. On that bomb shelf <laughs> We're going to end there on Grey's bad one-liner You're you're not a warf or a Riker Give you that um, Clingling.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank
0: you very much everyone for your patience We'll be back of course next week With uh, a review in episode 7 um, But until then Of course, like, subscribe below, and, uh, and do your thing Grey See you later guys Long and
1: prosper in, in all this
0: <laughs> <laughs> Take care, bye <laughs>